The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good afternoon and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of uh, business, finance and economics news right here on VAW FM. That's Voice of Vits 88.1 FM. We're broadcasting live from our studios right here in Brownfontaine, Johannesburg. My name is Leo Mob, Justice Cavaza, and I'll be your host uh, for the next hour or so. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack and uh, keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of of business now for today um, it is a special one uh, the last uh, the last uh, Friday um, of the month uh, which means we are coming back with our brand new heavy feature uh, that's the time of the month where we take uh, time to celebrate a young person in South Africa 35 years and below who is doing the things in uh, their industry and uh, for today we are joined by uh, Mbali Sebapu who is um, also known as uh, Gorgeous Mbali, and uh, she is an influencer and former SA Navy uh, turned entrepreneur. So it's going to be an interesting one uh, because uh, she is the CEO of uh, Homoso Flow, which is a cosmetics brand uh, made for women and members of the LGBT community. Also coming up for the next hour or so, uh, we're going to be getting into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trends business and economics news and also getting into the buffalo index where we tell you the state of your 100 rand now remember that you can uh, find and follow us on social media uh, that's our fm or voice of vits on facebook our the facebook page is vits radio academy and then on twitter we're hashtag uh, uh, business buzz and our and our account is at our fm and remember that you can find and search for us on iono.fm for our podcasts and all our links are available there together with the vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business where you can find all our other content so that's all the next hours looking sure uh make sure that uh, you you know uh keep it locked right here on 88.1 this is of our fm business rap with zanele kunene Welcome back to the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into the Business Wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by our financial expert, um, Zanele Konene, who is a financial advisor with BDO Wealth Advisors South Africa. Greetings, Zanele. What are you, you know, keeping an eye on uh, this week? So within these past few weeks, one of the big things that um, I believe every financial advisor has been looking at is the emotions of um, is the emotions of consumers because you know the markets have been quite impacted by COVID nineteen and that has placed a lot of our clients in, a, in quite an uncomfortable position. Um, I remember reading a few weeks ago an article saying that right now, as, a, as uh, the whole world is currently undergoing. Um, we are currently undergoing uh, the stages of grieving. And the stages of grieving go like, um, first you have denial, then you have anger, and you've got bargaining, and then you have depression, and then you have acceptance. So we are all going through these emotions. And I believe right now, we are all on the fourth stage, which is the depression stage. You know, we all feel like we feel down, like we have no control of what's going on. But I believe it's important for us to go to the next stage, which is the stage of acceptance. We have to accept that this is the new normal, and we need to formulate a plan in which we can stick by that will help 
process, you know, prepare for the future, no matter what that future holds. But we need to take back control. One of the things I've noticed with quite a few people is that when it comes to taking on control, it, it just feels like it's too much. But you have to do like little steps every day to get to it as you need to be. So the first thing I'd say to quite to all the listeners is you have to have an objective. You have to have a goal, especially if you want to open an investment or you want to start saving or you are contributing to a pension fund or problem funded work. Ask yourself. Um, is am I contributing enough? Because what we find is, and you, we see this quite a lot now with all the retrenchments that are happening, and quite a few people who are taking early retirement, is that they are, they are now taking their retirement, but how much they've been saving is not enough to take care of their needs moving on forward. So the big question was not answered, am I saving enough? And this is where a financial planner comes in handy, because they will be able to give you a framework in which you could make decisions, a framework in which you could be able to save accordingly to what will um, help you reach your goal, reach your end goal. So you're not just putting money away. You're not just putting money in the bank. You have a framework of, uh, uh, for decisions, you know, and that's where the financial planner comes in. So first thing first, let's put, just get our objectives outlined. The second thing that I've noticed is that quite a few people do not have budgets. I don't know why why someone would operate their life without a budget. Because a budget helps you see if you are making a profit or not. And if you're not making a profit, it means that you are not creating wealth or you do not have funds to create wealth, which also means that you're not building a legacy for your children. Now, as a millennial, I want to make sure that when I have kids, I'm able to provide for them so they could, you know, live out their passions. I don't know, paint the sky, you know, do whatever it is they want. But in order for that to be possible, I need to know, am I making a profit? How does my budget look? So I'm able to, you know, maximize on opportunities to create wealth. Speaking about budgets, yesterday when Minister Mboweni spoke about um, the zero-based budget um, strategy that he'd like to employ within South Africa, the first thing that came to my mind was, I really like the zero-based budget because what it does, especially for us in South Africa, a country that has so much corruption, what it's going to do, it's going to take us a step away from corruption because we need to be accountable. We need people to... Um, to interrogate every item that is on the budget. Now we need to know what are we actually putting our money in and what is it going to do. So I believe that strategy is going to help us um, in terms of moving forward. And one of the things I believe that's quite important that we need to realize is that prior to COVID-19, we had several issues. You know, we had a lot of issues and COVID-19 just exasperated those issues. And um, that being so, we need to take a step back and look at, okay, so prior to COVID-19, what were those issues? Because those were the underlying issues that if we are able to fix those, we'll then be able to, you know, go on this new path and create better and maximize on opportunities that are there for South Africa. Now, Zanele, I, I'm also an advocate, and it was one of the things that really struck me when I was uh, listening to the budget speech, that zero-based uh, you know, budgeting, because I think a lot of people don't realize that 
um, usually government budgets are set based on, you know, previous expenditure and you just sort of uh, make an incremental change based on inflation and then you just give um, the same amount of money. But this process uh, and um, all the advantages that you are touting, that's what I personally like about it. But on a practical level, how are you feeling about actually um, implementing this thing? Is it something that uh, might be met with uh, resistance or will people pretend as if they are complying and sort of just uh, find the loopholes in the system? Everything new is always met with resistance. So we should should expect that um, within several, within certain departments. But I'm really hoping that um, government really embraces the zero-based budgeting because if we, uh, because within the speech, you know, Minister Mbaweni highlighted that if we don't do something now, we are going to place ourselves in such a bad position, and not only a bad position, like we are going to tank, we're going to fall if we do not embrace um, this new form of budgeting. So I do hope that they do so, um, and I do hope that as a country as well, that we support government, and the way we could do so is that every household needs to really take a look into their own finances, um, because I really believe that Government is actually a reflection of each and every household. The amount of debt or household debt within South Africa already is so high. And we see this evident even within our government. But within our households as well, we need to take control of our own ills. So if you have um, high debt levels, speak to your credit facilitators, speak to your bank. You know, you need to also strategize that your household is in a better position so that that kind of structure reflects upon the country as a whole. So that's been us with our financial advisor, our financial expert, that is Zanele Kunene, who is a financial advisor with BDO Wealth Advisors, um, just giving us a roundup of the week's uh, top news, starting off by just appealing to people um, to look at their personal finances and do what they can to actually have some type of budget in place and actually do you know do something to make sure that you you are sort of better prepared going forward in terms of uh, in terms of the finances and also uh, just a little bit about uh, the mood of people during this time also just highlighting that the country's own budget which was uh, um, spoken about on Wednesday uh, by finance minister Tito Mboweni is painting uh, quite a dire picture of the economy uh, minister Mboweni saying that uh, the economy is projected to contract by 7.2% and that uh, the gross national debt, which is what the country owes, um, is uh, 82% of GDP, which is a massive number, also coupled by the fact that um, there's going to be a loss of tax income by about 300 billion rand, which then necessitates an increase in uh, borrowing by the state. And I love the fact that Zanel is just drawing a comparison or a parallel between house Households and the nation uh, to say that in the way that um, households are are heavily indebted in South Africa, uh, the country itself finds itself in the same situation. So we just hope that going forward, the zero-based budgeting is something that's actually going to help the country and that everyone actually gets on board. And it's one of those things that will actually help us to weed out unnecessary expenditure and most importantly, um, that corruption. Otherwise, that's it. On the other side of this, we get into the Buffalo Index. Business Wrap with Zanele Kunene. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz.
It's time for us to get into the Buffalo Index. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of what your 100 rand is looking like. And for today, since we have um, the CEO of uh, Hermesa Flow um, with us, uh, that is Gorgeous Mbali, we decided to just look at what your 100 rand can do uh, when you look at uh, some of the products that they are selling on their online store. And if you look at uh, the White Lily Lip Gloss, uh, you can get that at just over one buffalo at 120 rand and then uh, your white lily matte lipstick is going to come in at uh, about one and a half buffaloes that's 160 rand and then uh, your glow gang uh, highlight filter uh, highlighter sorry um, that's coming in at uh, two buffaloes or 200 rand and then the pink roses lip gloss and see your matte lipstick combo and uh, that's two and a half buffaloes at uh, 250 rand and then as we go up uh, up market a little bit you can and get uh, the Hermosa Flow White and Rose Gold Makeup Brush Set um, that's coming in for three buffaloes as 300 Rand. And then, um, you know, at uh, sort of the high end of the market, you can get the White Lily Eyeshadow and Sparkly Lip Gloss and see your matte uh, lipstick uh, that's uh, coming in uh, for almost six buffaloes at uh, 580 Rand. So if you are in the market uh, for some, uh, you know, cosmetic products, um, you know, some Hermosa flow that's what your buffalo can do for you on the other side of this we get into the main topic the buffalo index on the business buzz mob justice on the business buzz Welcome back to the Business Buzz uh, for today. It is uh, the last Friday of uh, June, which is Youth Month, um, which fits in very well because, uh, you know, this is the first time during lockdown uh, we've been able to have our brand new heavy. And the brand new heavy is the time of the month where we celebrate a young person in South Africa, 35 years and below, who is doing the things in uh, their industry. And for this month, uh, we are privileged to have um, Bali say, Bapu, who is a South African influencer and most recently a businesswoman and founder of Hermosa uh, Flow Cosmetics. Uh, before becoming an influencer, Ambali um, actually worked in the SA, SA Navy uh, for about 10 years and quit uh, last year to actually focus on her entrepreneurial journey. She's actually made a lot of strides, um, currently having more than 300,000 uh, followers on social media, has actually previously worked uh, with the brands such such as uh, Pons, McDonald's, Michael Kors, um, just to name a few. She actually recently has been highlighted as one of the South African women who made major moves in 2019 by SME South Africa alongside the likes of uh, Bonang Mateba and Abasetsana Kumalo. She recently launched a new line of makeup uh, called uh, the Lily Collection uh, where she actually made over 100,000 rand in sales in less than one hour. Bali, greetings. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And you? No, 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 no. Doing all right. Doing all right. I think as a as a as a place to begin with, um, you, you we've described you sort of as an influence, as a businesswoman, entrepreneur. How do, how does Bali um describe herself? Um, Bali is I is I call myself young, like I'm dating now. Yes, I am young, actually. <laughs> I'm a young girl. <laughs> I am a young girl originally from Soshanguve. I left Soshanguve when I was 18. I left for the Navy in Cape Town. And 
I stayed in the I, I stayed in the Navy for ten years. Left the Navy and became a sailor. I I'm a go getter. I'm a hard worker. I I love looking good, and I love motivating women to do better, to follow their passion and start businesses in whatever it is that they like and love. Now I think one of the things it's very interesting how does one actually find themselves in you know the South African Navy there are a lot of careers out there and I just always wonder like how how someone you know things like the navy like how did you actually find yourself there I think for me I wanted to join the navy because of the beautiful uniform at first <laughs> because I used to visit my granny at work My granny was in the SANDF, and when I'm there, I see this beautiful white uniform, and I was like, you know what? One day, I also want to join and wear that beautiful uniform. And after matric, I went to TUT. I studied analytical chemistry for first year. I did first year, and then I dropped out to join the Navy. So I was applying while I was doing my analytical chemistry first year. And when you when you do something like that, does that uh, does that mean you are then able to complete your studies um, through the navy, or did you sort of completely um, did the analytical chemistry dream completely, I guess, fall away? I left analytical chemistry. I was doing it at TUT. Then I went to the navy. At the navy, I did a degree with the University of Stellenbosch. And it's a new, different degree. It was human organizational development, which focuses on industrial psychology and public development management. And yes, I completed that degree, so I do have a degree. Oh, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Because one of the things I'm trying to gauge and understand, because it's it sounds like your mind is able to because you've got sciences on the one hand but at the same time you're talking about you know uh what sounds like sort of more along the lines of organizational sort of psychology on the other end but now you're an entrepreneur you know how do you grapple with all of these things in your brain you know we always think that some people are more just analytical minded others are just creative left versus right all of that how how do you balance that all of that in your in your mind So when I was in school, I was intelligent, and I was very good with math, physics, and chemistry. So when I left high school, when I left metric, I wanted to do something along those lines. So I chose analytical chemistry. At first, I wanted to do geology, but uh, the university could only take me for analytical chemistry because I applied late. And with psychology now. I didn't have a lot of options to choose from. They only gave us like four options, and psychology was the only one that I liked from the options from the four options. Uh, that's why I chose that uh, the degree that I did with the Navy. And yeah, so everything works well. Even now in business, uh, a lot of people think that you don't need a degree, you don't need other things on the side like education or. But you do need it because uh, in psychology, I learned things like employee wellness. I know now how to treat my employees. Uh, you know, things like that. 
they do add up to that bigger picture. So when you are now a businesswoman, there's things you know. You know how to be intelligent, emotional, you know, to make decisions based on like a rush, rush thing. You are like emotionally stable and you're emotionally intelligent to decide this is wrong, this is right. And you need that. So that degree helped me with that. And yeah. I actually want to, I like the fact that you're touching on um, how, you know, that degree has actually helped you in business because um, a lot of us, um, I think it's very interesting the fact that you did start at the Navy, but I wanted to uh, perhaps get a sense of what did you actually do in the Navy? I think a lot of people, when they think Navy, they're thinking um, you're going to be, you know, fighting in wars and stuff like that. Um, so on the on that one hand, what did you actually do in the Navy? And has any of that, uh, how has that, I guess, informed um, your your life in business now? So in the Navy, I was an electronic warfare operator. That was what I was doing, my job title. And my position was the operations room manager in the Navy. So I wouldn't say that the my job title played a role in what I know now, but I'll say that being in the Navy has taught me things like time management, uh, to stop procrastinating when I have things to do. And discipline also because in business you need discipline and you need to know how to manage your time also so yeah i think being in the navy also added to the woman that i am today yeah so in in terms of i guess the entrepreneurship journey then did you quit did what came first did you sort of um leave the navy and then start your business or had you started your business along the way no, I left the Navy, then I started my business a few months later. Ooh, once, ooh. once my pension money was in my bank account, then I started my business. And then what, 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 why, why did you decide that, okay, fine, you're now done with the Navy? Because some people, uh, you know, would have said that perhaps there was some type of a long life career. You know, a lot of people have fears about uh, making a big career shift like you have done. So, you know, what sort of gave you that bravery? I think when you understand that you have like the potential to be greater than what you are at that at that time uh this thing like this drive in you where you can't relax man you are at work but you're like but this doesn't feel like something that i want to do for the next 10 years this is not where i want to see myself in the next 10 years and you know that you have you have potential to be great and do whatever it is that you put your mind to so I chose that. I was like, you know what? I know that this can be it. This can be Mbali. This can be the life that I choose and I stay here and I'm okay with this life. I can do something else. And makeup was my passion. I love makeup. I like looking good. And I chose something that every day when I wake up, it doesn't feel like I am going to work. I want to have fun and enjoy what I am doing and make money doing that. And one of the things that I'm definitely picking up um, along the way is that it sounds like 
there's a you have a lot of um it sounds like you have a lot of self confidence um in your in your abilities and uh you know uh, stuff like that so i'm very interested to then hear like how did you how did that come about like what type of family structure did you have uh growing up uh what type of support system do you have now you know as you as you continue through life my dad i think my dad played a huge role in the confidence that i have and because he always told me that i am the smartest girl i think yeah so every time even at school i didn't want to say i didn't want to get less than like those other marks you know those other marks when you feel like i didn't do well i didn't read i didn't study things like that so my dad played a huge 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 role in who i am today because i believe so much in myself and i know that i'm smart and every time i want to prove that to myself i do think to prove that that yes i am smart and if i put my mind to something i can achieve that so yeah and my structure now my mother also my mother is one person that told me to go for what i want doesn't matter if I've been in the navy for 10 years if I believe in my new journey the new journey that I want to take uh it's okay and she'll be there she'll support me if I fail she'll still be there she'll still be my mother and I'll still be her daughter and she'll take care of me and I'll try something else and she'll still be there and I think you need that uh, from your family because a lot of people are scared to go for their own dreams to go after their own dreams because they are scared what if i fail my family is going to remind me that you left your job because of this now look at you you need people that i show you that even if something happens you're still going to be there it definitely sounds like you had a very good support and still have an amazing support structure around you um what of what of friends you know because i think that's the other you know a group of people that often has a big influence in what any of us decide to do with our lives my friends i have amazing friends i have friends my friends are in cape town Devon and I only have one here in Joburg. My friends are very very supportive. They've been there with me from day 1 and up until now and we still chill the same way. It's not like now you are CEO of a company blah 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 you're making this kind of money you have changed. I still treat them the same way. They still treat me the same way. They are very very smart. They are all doing good things uh in their careers that they chose. So yeah, I am I'm happy with the group of friends that I chose and I am happy that they are aligned to what I want to achieve in my life and they yeah motivate me Now Mbali before we go to a break um it definitely sounds like there's good friends um in the picture very good uh, family uh, structure in place what uh, be, one of the questions we like to ask um uh business people on the show is just um what were you taught about money growing up because it seems people's relationship with money you know tends to be 
um a lot a lot of it comes from you know how you're brought up your upbringing you know stuff like that so how was your relationship with money i guess informed with the way that you that you grew up i was taught to save money and i think that helps me currently with my business too because no matter how much money i make from the business i still want to live the same life a life that i can maintain i don't want to do anything uh that i can't maintain maybe after a few years so i always make sure that with my money now i save i invest some back into the business to grow the business then the little that i have that i have left then i spoil myself with nice cheap things but not to go uh you know people that say go be go big or go home i don't do that so i just want to live like a normal life Okay, so that's been us. Uh, we're with uh, Ambali Sebapu, who is um, the CEO of uh, Hermosa Flow. She is our brand new heavy for the month of June. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back on the other side of this. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Welcome back to the Business Buzz. Uh, we are with our brand new heavy. Uh, that's somebody who was telling us just before the break, just around um, her journey growing up, uh, going through the Navy, um, you know, her family life, relationship with money, her friends, uh, just giving us some background on who she is uh, before we switch over to learning a little bit more about her business. But remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us. Tell us what you think of the conversation. Have you, uh, you know, used any of her products let us know uh, on facebook we are vow fm that's voice of vits you can also find our other facebook page that is vits radio academy on twitter we're at vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz so we're continuing with our conversation with mbali mbali is uh, the she is an influencer and the ceo of uh, hermosa flow um just to begin with on the business side mbali how do you feel about uh, the word influencer influencer mm. uh, I think if you are an influencer you have to do more than just influence people to buy product I think you have to be that uh, woman or uh, a, a guy who when other people see you they're like you know what I want to be like her I want to be like her I want to be like him things like that but you just can't be an influencer where you only influence products because people people follow you for more than that i don't think people only follow people to just buy products where they are like okay i saw this person she just know which product to to buy next so be more than that share the, the real authentic you every day with people even if it's not every day but try to be like authentic and give authentic content and do influencing beyond only selling products and brands i actually like the way that you are um talking about uh, the the issue of influencing because um so often people you know, want to be influencers just for the fame. You know, they think it's just a life of free products and going to fabulous events and stuff like that. But you are sort of hinting at the fact that there's a responsibility placed 
upon people that do have um you know that influence so i guess for you you know which sort of platforms have you sort of gravitated to we know instagram is popular you know there's youtube twitter tiktok etc you know which ones have you decided that you're going to focus your brand around instagram i am big on instagram i don't have twitter i i am only on instagram the business has twitter but i don't have twitter anymore i'm on instagram and i chose instagram because you know, with two tires, it's hectic. Hectic. So I chose Instagram because on Instagram, at least I can try control the content that I give and what goes on to my feed, things like that. But if I'm on Twitter and I'm saying something now, someone is retweeting somewhere, someone is doing this, and if you can't control it, mm. you know. And I, I believe Instagram is more peaceful than Twitter because on Twitter, everyone has an opinion and they want their opinion to be the right thing, the right opinion. They don't care how you receive it. As long as they told you their opinion, they wanted to be that. And I, I don't like that. And Instagram is good for business too. So I like Instagram. I'm on Instagram and that's my platform, my favorite one. Now, the actual name itself that you've decided uh, to name your business and uh, the brand you've grown, um, you know, outside of your personal brand, um, you've got the business uh, that's uh, Hermosa her Flow. Where did the actual name come from and what does it mean? Hermosa Flo means beautiful flower in Spanish. My name is Mbalente, which means beautiful flower. So Hermosa Flo is Mbalente. So it's like Mbalente Cosmetics, but Hermosa Flo is Cosmetics in Spanish. Oh, okay, cool. I, th I, th I think that definitely makes sense. So the makeup products that you guys are selling uh, to the public, are you guys... Um, I guess you know, there's different ways that people are doing things. Are you guys manufacturing? Are you guys importing? How is it working? We are importing uh, the product. So our manufacturer is not in SA. So the products are, are imported. Okay. And then how many people do you, do you have in your team? And uh, where are you guys? Uh, are you guys just Joburg-based or do you sort of have a presence across the country? We are Jovic based. We only sell online. Our products are only sold online. And I have three employees now. And then a lot of people have actually been raving about the high quality of your products. Would you say that this has been the greatest selling points? Uh, that's actually selling it apart. And uh, how have you sort of gone about um, choosing what type of products to sell? How do you gauge what people actually um, want in the market? So I was very particular with the type of products that I wanted to sell, especially the quality. I wanted my products to be good, high quality, where people buy my products not because I am gorgeous Mali, but because they are good. And when I approached my manufacturer, I did mention that I want good quality, high pigmented eyeshadow palettes, lipsticks. I was very, very, very particular with everything. And 
yeah, I think we are selling because of the quality and not because I am gorgeous Mbali, the influencer. Um, and then your advice then for, you know, perhaps other younger or older women um, that may be trying to draw some type of inspiration from your journey. Uh, you probably have a lot of people that have uh, been following you over over the over your journey. We mentioned at the start that you have more than 300,000 uh, followers online. Um, so what type of lessons um would you sort of want to highlight uh from your journey for from anyone who wants to perhaps i guess take have some type of takeaway um from what you've been able to accomplish uh one thing that's important especially for us women is to always choose yourself and choose your career instead of choosing relationships you know we make that mistake where we put everything on hold for relationships and I know it because I've done it before in my life and I would like to advise people to not do that choose you every day and also when you start your business start small if you can if you can start big start big but if you can't start small it's okay it is okay to start small and just build your brand, build your business up uh, brick by brick. Because a lot of people are not starting because they think they don't have the money. But maybe they do have like that little to start. So start with that little and you will eventually grow your business and you'll look at everything and be like, you know what, I'm glad that I did start small and you learn. You make mistakes, you learn, and it eventually works out. As a follow-up uh, to that, to what you've just said, um, you know, about your the advice, um, how do you find fostering, uh, fostering new relationships, um, whether they are romantic relationships or whether they are like friendship um, sort of relationships, how do you go about uh, building personal relationships? Because I can imagine that as a very busy person, um, you there are certain types of pressures on your life, um, you know, where you might not be able to attend all the girls' nights or you might not be able to, um, you know, give as much attention um, to, 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 you know, those types of things, uh, personal connections. So how do you go about, um, fostering relationships and I guess making people understand, um, what your, what your life actually means? So this is why I said earlier on, you need to make friends that are aligned to your dreams and your destination where you want to end up in life. Because if you make friends that don't understand that there's days where you're not going to be able to do girls' night out. And when you don't pitch up for girls' night out, then there's this tension. Then it means you have to choose between your friends or going after your dreams, and which is not fair. So always, always make sure that you build friendships that, are, that go beyond clubbing, lunches, where, where even when you don't see each other for two weeks, but you know, I still love you. I know that you love me too, but we are busy. We are adults. And when we do have time, we'll meet and it'll be a good time.
And where do you see, you know, sort of going forward, where do you see your business, uh, where do you see your business actually going? Um, what are your future plans? What could people be looking out for? I see going to Huda. Do you know Huda? Yes. Huda Beauty. Yes. yes. I see us maybe at Sephora being big like Huda. Uh, I see us at Sephora. I see us at Clicks. I see us at Discam. And I see us having shops nationwide, maybe international too. But I see us growing and being better than what we are currently. I guess, you know, there's a follow-up I want to, I, I guess, get from you in in those future plans because um, it does sound like there is that goal to get into some of the more mainstream shops. Um, has COVID-19 affected your business in any way? Uh, because, with you know, just talking to different business people, you sort of get the sense that uh, COVID-19 has sort of helped uh, businesses that have an online presence um, because, you know, there isn't that restriction of having to open a physical store and all of that. So how has your experience on that end been? Uh, with regards to sales, COVID didn't affect our sales. It actually went up because, and that's the advantage of owning an online business because people can still go online and buy your products. The only disadvantage is that we couldn't, our products on time to our customers but sales wise we did make money uh, and the business grew during COVID. That's actually that's actually a, a very encouraging sign especially for you know any businesses that are out there I think it uh, sort of highlights um, once again the importance of having um, some type of an online brand Last two questions, Mbali. The first one, um, your own personal brand, uh, Gorgeous Mbali. Firstly, uh, because one of the things, it's a theme that I've been hearing you talking about, um, you know, through, throughout our conversation, the fact that, you know, you know, you like, uh, you like to look good and all of that. So the Gorgeous Mbali brand, what, uh, what do you think has helped you to actually grow that brand? Because a lot of people are sitting there cracking their heads, trying to figure out how do they grow their followers. You know, there are some attempted to buy followers and all of that. So how have you been able to grow your own brand organically? So Gojeva Bali is an authentic brand. And I think a lot of, a lot of people follow me because they relate to a lot of things that I share on my social media. I didn't start Instagram because I wanted to be an influencer and my focus is not on how many followers I have. I focus more on making sure that the content that I give out adds value to someone's life. There's someone out there that needs something and maybe I do have that information can be information, you know, different things. So I make sure every day that my content adds value to someone so that when someone sees my profile, they're like, you know what, I don't want to miss out anymore on this girl's content. So they press that follow button. And that's how my, con- that, that's how my followership grew. And then our last question, I love the fact that you 
uh, talking about authenticity because I think it's it's much easier to maintain who and what you are as opposed to trying to maintain some type of uh, uh, a fake a fake image um, of some sort. So our last question, which is the question that we ask all of our brand new heavies, is uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, so my legacy, I want little girls from townships like Soshanguve to have faith and know that it doesn't matter where you come from. You can achieve anything that you put your mind to and no one and nothing can stop you and and that all you need is to ha- is to have passion and to work hard and that you can achieve anything so that's been us with um, Bali Sebapu, who is a South African influencer and CEO of Hermesa Flow, uh, just giving us, uh, you know, some insights into her life as our brand new heavy for the month of June. Uh, very interesting young lady. I definitely like the fact um, that this is someone who is not afraid um, to actually do something that she puts her mind to. Um, you heard earlier on, she she was like, I was smart. You know, she's not shy to uh, to say that she was smart in school and that uh, there were there were options that were available, and she was she wasn't afraid to actually challenge herself. Um, um, going to to the navy uh, and then spending about ten years there, then deciding uh, to switch over and chase her passion, um, getting into makeup, starting a business, and she's actually telling us uh, that in terms of COVID nineteen, it actually hasn't hurt their business because um, you know the fact that uh, online and e commerce has been on the rise because of people sitting at home um, has been good uh, from that point of view. Also highlighting the fact that uh, her brand is an authentic one um, which is why she's been able to build the followership um, that she has been able to especially on the engagement side she says that she has time um, to engage with her followers time um, to actually um, engage with the people that uh, she says have actually made her who she is and ending off at the end just saying that um, she wants her legacy to be uh, the type of person who actually inspires another uh, young lady from you know social Gube to be able to know uh, that you can do um, uh, anything that you set um, your mind to so thank you so much uh, Tumbali for joining us I think it was um, quite an amazing discussion you can go and find her on social media uh, that if you just type in uh, uh, gorgeous somebody you can also find uh, their business page that is uh, Hermosa Flow and I think uh, they do have a website uh, that's uh, hermosaflow.africa uh, that you can go and find there so that's been it on the other side of this week come to the end of the show you're tuned in to the business bus and with that, we've come to the end of uh, today's show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. Thank you to our brand new heavy. That was uh, um, Bali. She is uh, the CEO of Hermes of Flow, sharing some very um, deep insights and her story um, just around, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur in South Africa, you know, what it means, making the switch, um, all of that stuff. If you haven't already, uh, definitely make sure you go and check them out um, on social media or, you know, just 
just uh, their website, uh, Hermes of Law, or you can also check her out. That's gorgeous Mbali on Instagram. Uh, it's always good to see young people in South Africa, you know, just doing things, uh, taking time to, you know, develop their craft, um, having a vision and just going for it, you know, because it's never, it's never an easy thing um, to do something like that, especially where it involves a switch. So celebrating young people. And I think it's definitely a good way for us to be ending this youth month. You can let us know what you think on social media. On Facebook, we are VIFM, that's Voice of Vids. You can also find our other Facebook page uh, that is the Viz Radio Academy on Twitter we're at Viafem and our hashtag is hashtag business buzz and you remember that you can search for us on iono.fm uh, for all our podcasts and links which are there uh, because you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts remember that you can also find um, our other information on viz.journalism.co.za uh, forward slash business so with that we've reached the end of uh, today's show remember, uh, thank you so much to our amazing Amazing team. Our technical producer is Kutlano Rame, together with our executive producer Glory Mabuza and our producer Slindile Musibi. Don't miss the business bus, same time, same place next week uh, for more insights into the world of business. Don't turn that down. There's more great content coming up on the VAW FM lineup. So, for myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Gavaza, and the rest of the team, it is good afternoon and take care. Mob Justice on the Business Bus. The Business Buzz Podcast. Podcast.